0: To the FPL Roundtable, the only fantasy Premier League podcast where we guarantee that you might learn something about fantasy, probably. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. I'm back. Joining me, as always, Rob Langevin. He's also back, uh, and we're back on the whole. And we're that back. is very exciting. We're back in a New York groove, except neither of us are in. Well, oh, I'm not important. The... You're close. I'm in,
1: the, I'm in the suburbs. Yeah, in
0: the suburbs. I like adding – putting the wrong wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. (laughs) Very nice indeed. Well, Rob, an absolute pleasure being back on with you. I I, uh, listened in when it was you and Gaffer, and I think you guys did a fantastic job. Uh, In my stead, there were a couple of digs at me that were not appreciated but were also accurate. I will (laughs) – Yeah, I mean if they were like made up and like completely
1: falsified, you'd be mad. But like there was no reason that – we didn't go – we didn't dig into it too bad. We just said (laughs) that –
0: I mean, we cut out, we told uh, Seifu to cut out a lot of the of the really bad stuff. <laughs> I bet. Um, but actually, speaking about uh, John, who you guys may know as Fantasy Gaffer, there is com- some kind of sad news uh, surrounding him and, and us to an extent, which is, unfortunately, Taga, a.k.a. Play Tauga on Twitter, is not going to be reopening its doors this year um, for their draft-style fantasy game. Uh, <clears throat> Rob, I know both of us have done stuff for them in the past. Very early on in my career, they were... Super influential. I just met uh, John at a bar when we were both living in Brooklyn. He was like, "Hey, do you want to come uh, try this fantasy draft game and, and write for us as well?" I was like, "Sure, <laughs> I guess that sounds fun." Um, and then obviously i have been involved ever since. Um, so very sad to see them go. Uh, wish all of the individuals the best, and of course Chief, or, or, sorry, and of course uh, uh, John, aka Gaffer, who I'm sure we'll have on here again. But uh, it, it's a pretty sad day for FPL on the whole for me. Yeah.
1: You know, it, it sucks when uh you know, a good idea who was first to the you know, I guess first in the play. You know, now that the FPL actually has a draft style Taga was there first, um and the user interface was better, the scoring was better, the you know, this the site the the overall play was better. It it just sucks when uh you know, you have a you have a you nurture a, a game or a baby this way and, and, and it and it fails because, you know, Obviously you know money makes the world go around except for when you you're transferring in players you know like Richarlson. Um, but you know best of luck to taga we'll we'll have we'll have John on on probably multiple times this week this year because now he's got nothing to do so he's gonna come hang out with us but uh if, <clears throat> he's got a, he he does some things off off of taga that are uh, very interesting I know he does a podcast as well just like ours and uh you know he's a good guy and don't turn your back on a good guy, Kevin. That's the, that's the preeminent statement of the day.
0: <laughs> Leave no FPL person behind. Um, yes. And and in their uh, farewell statement, they did say you know, they're exploring, uh, potentially trying to relaunch at some point. But it won't be this season, and it does seem like uh, it is over. But we had some great times with Toggle. We had some great times playing with some of you listeners. Um, the
1: good times, <laughs> the bad times.
0: Oh, I was, I was, uh, I was going boys to men, like the.
1: Although we've come
0: to the end. You always go to that song. I think that's your go-to song. Like that's it your is. karaoke song. That's, <laughs> that's like your karaoke song. song. Wait, like isn't your, there like, another. Isn't there another goodbye um, boys to men song as well? Uh, uh, too hard to uh, say goodbye. Is that? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, goodbye to yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. It's, one of those,
1: it's one of those sad songs you hear at like funerals. Yeah, They're really upbeat funerals <laughs> on movies. Like sassy in movies, funerals. Like, yes, yeah, very sassy.
0: <laughs> cool. Well, like we said, it's very sad to see Toga go. Um, and uh, we wish, again, all those guys the best. Um, and now we're going to put the sad stuff in the rear view because now we're looking <laughs> forward... You said in the rear. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, sure did. Um, Now it's time to look forward, though, to the official Premier League season, which is, of course, the main thing we talk about on the show. Um, I don't know why I don't talk about the goal game more. Uh, But anyway, we're going to move on. Um, The big uh, news today uh, is that Richarlison does move from Watford to Everton. Rob, as you know, Richarlison basically got space jammed, and the second Marco Silva left Watford, he was kind of awful in front of net. The performances kind of came and went. But uh, his goal scoring was abysmal the second Marco Silva left. He's moved mm-hmm. for a big money move that probably he's not worth right now, but big potential money. <laughs> big money. Also, kind of seems like they're replacing Balassi with him mm-hmm. for similar money, which is not very promising for their scouting department. But uh, what do you think about Richarlison going to Everton? Because in theory, a Richarlison Sigurdsson Walcott line behind Tosin isn't bad. Uh, but but do you think Richarlison will rebound or be worth anywhere near his FPL price? Oh, in 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 real life value, it's a wait and see. This is more
1: of a, I think Marco Silva has a, a complete infatuation with uh, what Richarlison does, and I think he believes him in as a player, and he sees something in him. Obviously, that we don't necessarily correlate to FPL. Um, the line of of Walcott and Sigurdsson behind Tosin is interesting you know, Walcott at 6.5, Sigurdsson at 7.5, Tosan, you know, is getting a lot of early season love at 7.0 cuz everybody likes that cheap third striker option and 7.0 and he, you know, they're all looking back to that 21 goal game that Everton just put on the board and I think I think my grandmother had a hat trick in that game. <clears throat> um, but it'll be it'll be interesting to see once he gets into the lineup where he plays and what is built around him and what kind of style Everton incorporates him into the, last year i always say you know like in and we always go back to the fantasy baseball aspect of everything cuz that's our bread and butter mean kevin mean kevin <laughs> both are ba- we love baseball but you know it's a tale of two halves for for Richardson. you know the, the first 12 games of the fbl last year set the world on fire it was hit was was basically the you know the the 5.0 bargain that everybody was craving and, and yearning for and then everybody owned him for that you know five or six weeks that he was actually monopolizing on actually hitting the net with something and he basically fell off the map and you know was basically unusable for the entire remainder of the season so I mean going to a better team like Everton I'm going to say they're better than Watford uh, statistically and talent wise I'm going to say they're better than better than Watford um do you think this helps anybody intrinsically more than any other player on Everton? Like can you highlight one player that'll be like, I think this guy'll be better because Richarlison is there?
0: Um. Well, I think it helps Sigurdsson because this means they won't randomly just shunt him out to the left where he's always been garbage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree with he'll, that. He'll actually get to play through the middle, which will be nice. Also, mm-hmm. um, it might help Tosin, although Richarlison does tend to cut in a lot, so he might just drag defenders into Tosin's way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think Tosin was just going to improve this year anyway. Um, and uh I realized that six point five is more than Richarlison cost last year, and so people might be a little disappointed. But if he starts, like, 30 games for Everton, like, I think there is no way that they're as poor an attack as they were last year. For those those playing at home, they were 18th in chances created. Like, that is awful. The only two teams that were worse were Huddersfield and Swansea, both of whom you could argue deserve to go down. Yeah. Um, And that was after a summer where they signed too many attacking midfielders. And all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, none of them could create. Of course, that spot often held up by Wayne Rooney, who has now departed this life. No, Uh, I think DC United in the MLS. Um, But I think Everton could really, you know, they could literally finish 10th, which some people may consider disappointing, and it would be eight spots better than they were last year uh, in attack. So. Um, I think Richarlison at, at 6.5 is actually kind of interesting. I'm not sure I want to jump in now, um, but I think he's somebody that people could end up wanting to own. And I think he will outperform that 6.5 price tag come the end of the year.
1: What do you think? Walcott or Richarlison to start the year? No. But <laughs> I, I'm, but, but I'm just probably... saying, they're
0: both, six, they're both
1: 6.5. Yeah. Walcott, Walcott is currently the most owned midfielder on Everton over
0: Sigurdsson. Yeah. We could probably just because he's a buck cheaper. Yeah, he's a thimpy. Um, but uh, I think a lot of people got burned by Walcott last year. Although I do think he scored in whatever that double game week was, if memory yeah. serves. Yeah, but this is, um, this, is,
1: this just goes back to my whole theory. I think I've said it before. You never trust a guy named Theo.
0: <laughs> okay. Huh. I, I,
1: I got I got burned years ago in fantasy TV when Theo Huxtable ro- ruined me when he got that <laughs> Gordon Gar trail <switched> sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And you, and you just never recovered or let go of that anger, I can Shake,
1: see. Shake's fist at Theo Huxtable.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, I, I think both of us think Richarlison... There will be weeks where you should own Richarlison this season. I'm just not sure it's to start the year. In,
1: in DFS, I think Richarlison is going to be a good play. Yeah, I he'll think learn they, a lot of go, fouls. Yeah, he's a better play in DFS. So if you're in a DFS, you know, league, mm-hmm. they exist. They got to exist somewhere. Some, some dorks created a DFS soccer <laughs> league. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, on a weekly thing, he's definitely a guy you'd probably check uh, opponent and price because there were times last year. Remember, he was like the second or third highest midfielder yeah. going on, on going on to the weekly slates. So I mean, I, I'm just, to me, this adds a little light to to Sigurdsson. Like like you said, I think that. This, this will put Sigurdsson in a spot instead of wandering like a, a U tree, a YEW tree.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Boom! I got it in. You did. You did.
0: Uh, we'll either explain that later or we won't. Actually, I'm just now looking at Everton's fixtures. Wolves, Southampton, Bournemouth, Huddersfield, West Ham. Maybe you do want to own one of these guys from the jump. Because I was was more thinking that I want to see how it settles out. But their first ten matches, the only two matches that really scare you, as notated by the colored codex on the player pages of the FPL site, are Arsenal and United. That Wolves away might be weird, um, just because Wolverhampton opening at the Molineux, obviously with a lot of their Portuguese players. um, And we don't really know what West Ham's going to be yet. But I mean, that that's a pretty good start to the season. Yeah. I, I, mean, I'm, I don't think I'm going to switch to Richarlison, but um, Richarlison or Hota okay. is an interesting thing that we can talk about at a later date. Um, another player signed today, weirdly, just while we're speaking about Wolves, uh, Joel Matinho moves to Wolverhampton. Um, he's a player that uh, Andre Villas-Boas, back in his Tottenham days, said was vital to his play style. And so then Tottenham signed... Clint Dempsey instead. Um, but now, it seemed like a good idea on paper. It seemed like a good idea at the time, and he did score a winner against Manchester United. So I guess all's well that ends well, uh, except for AVB, who left managing altogether so they could drive in the Dakar rally and then crashed. But <laughs> um, uh, they do sign Matinho. Now, uh, he's more of a deep field creator, kind of uh, loose analogy, Modrici. So he's not going to rack up the assists. He had six last year for the previous. Um, what do you think about Matinho moving to Wolverhampton, though? Are you interested in him at all, or do you think, kind of like we were just saying with Charleston, this helps anybody in that team?
1: I mean, he's going to have a spot. That's one thing that you're. I think he's yeah. guaranteed to start there. I mean, if anybody's on the FPL you know, page when they're listening to this and they click on it right now. I mean, wolves doesn't even have really a whole team listed there. I mean, they only have seven, they have seven, six midfielders listed. So that's definitely not their entire team. Uh, they have three forwards listed. None of it, none of which I even know who they are. They, they look like a, a trio of operetta singers, Jimenez, Bonatani, and Mir or UFC fighters. Maybe. Um, <clears throat> Yeah. I mean, with, with wolves, you know, it's it's got to be a wait and see because everybody likes to to jump on the cheap guys. You know, Neves and, and Jota are are owned fifteen point three percent for Neves, seven point seven for for
0: Jota. And uh, you know, I th- I'm, yeah, we we need to make a podcast agreement because I have no idea how it's pronounced. I've just been saying Jota this whole time. Is it Jota? Like, it, like I'm saying it like Jose Mourinho. I'm saying
1: it like the co-host with Kathy Lee, like Jota Kappa.
0: Okay, uh, so yeah,
1: Jota Jota. J- we can J- amer- we can Americanize the hell out of him. Be like, hey, this guy Jota, he's good in the midfield for Wolves. He's gonna do things with his feet, and he's got boots and, and he's got a kit and stuff. Hey, first
0: time long time, that Jota guy, you know, he's pretty good. He scores them goals. He's good. He's from a place where they play a lot of football. Yeah, but the one but the one with feet. Yeah, they they don't <laughs> use
1: their hands. Use your hands, especially in the box.
0: Forget about <laughs> Is- it. <laughs> Those, uh all very good points, but uh, didn't mean didn't mean to disrupt you on your talk. Oh, of, no. Who I'm now going to refer to as Tiogo, because I don't want to get his last name wrong again.
1: Yeah, uh, Matinho. Listen, it's going to be a wait and see with a lot of uh, Wolves Wolf players, Fulham players, you know, all the and Cardiff players. Everybody likes to to jump on guys that did well in the in the championship, you know. How much of that tr- that translates and correlates I think I went over this a little bit with last podcast with with John how much of that actually correlates to playing a better set of talent in the premiere nobody really knows until we start seeing it you know so we start seeing some consistency start seeing some minutes yeah start seeing some goals you know everybody wants to own Nevis because he's 5.0 because he's got a a, a great shot on target rate and he does things with the ball that you know would would lead people to believe that he's going to have some FPL value. Same same thing with Hota. 6.5 owned in 7.7. People are believing that he's going to do something play a little bit more forward and create and do some things, score some goals. Somebody's got to score goals for Wolves. I know they're not going probably going to they're not going to And they did the a lot league. of
0: it last year. They led yeah. the championship in goals last year.
1: Yeah, I just I don't foresee that. I don't foresee them being in the top 8 in the Premier League mm-hmm. in goal scoring based on what I'm seeing. Talent wise versus what the talent is in the Premier League, so I mean, yes, you should probably roster, you know, one of them as a, you know, a wild card, but I wouldn't ex- like bank on them being like, okay, I'm going with this. I think he's going to be a guy. I would probably have another startable option ahead of these guys and use these guys as a wild card or, you know, to keep up with the Joneses for cheap for cheap guys because just in case they do hit, you want to be on the right side of it.
0: Yeah, um, you did mention that we don't really know. Um, there was a pretty good uh, article over on Roto World um, about the Oops, average no. difference, and on average, uh, they score thirty-eight point seven six percent less. And I did my own uh, kind of tabulation, and it tends to be uh, what's the average of that? And around thirteen less goals. Oh wait, that's conceded. All right, so never mind. Ignore my thing. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'd say I'd say it's probably somewhere between fifteen to twenty percent. Yeah,
1: up downs and goals goals led in goals scored plus minus. I think that's probably I, if even if I I don't have any numbers in front of me, I'm just making this up off the top of my head. But that's probably sounds about
0: right. So, like that's that's how it strikes you. Um, yeah. but but uh, as you said, they uh, they do have a lot of talent. Just whether or not it all translate remains to be seen. I personally mm-hmm. did. Uh, bring Diogo <laughs> J- <Joga>, J- <laughs> Yeah. however we're saying that um, into my team already at 6.5 but as I kind of just alluded to with Richarlison Wolves have a much harder start to the season Everton, Leicester, City, West Ham, Burnley um, than Everton do so I may actually switch off that um, but I think I think Wolves are the big question mark this season because I could genuinely see them finishing anywhere from 8th to 18th yeah, like it, we just don't they just—they remind know. me a
1: lot of what Watford did two years ago.
0: Well, yeah, like bringing in like eighteen players before the season. You're like, yeah. maybe it'll work. <laughs> maybe yeah. not. Maybe maybe this is what's going to happen. Yeah. But. It's not – I don't know. Who, who knows? Yeah, but, I don't know. It will it'll be very interesting. Just while we're on um, Wolves, just kidding. We're going to talk about it later. Um, the other one uh, that I know you don't really care about because we talked about it in the pre-show. Um, Bournemouth signed wingback Diego Rico. Diego Rico. Oh, my gosh. There's too many Diegos and Diegos.
1: Sp- spider Rico? Isn't that the guy that, that that's Rocky fought?
0: Uncle Rico? <laughs> sp-
1: spider Rico.
0: <laughs> um, that guy's a bum. <laughs> Uh, Oh, goodness. Uh, He's a can. Um, Anyway, uh, I do not think he's worth owning, but the only thing interesting here is, will he mess up minutes for either either Adam Smith or Charlie Daniels? Obviously, both of them super-ownable two years ago. Last year, it was really only Daniels, but Bournemouth conceded a lot of goals. Um, So this might not end up being relevant, but just figured it should be mentioned in today's transfers.
1: In bunches. They let up goals in bunches.
0: In, in, oh, wait. Is that what cherries are? Are they bunches it's of
2: cherries? bananas.
0: Oh, I was going to make like a fruit joke, but I don't know if I have that in my locker. Well, anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back talking to uh, Rob about his beloved Chelsea.
2: As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B.
0: Alright, and we are back. Uh, Rob, since uh, you guys recorded that first show when I was out of town, and by out of town I mean this country, um, Chelsea finally hired a new manager after it kind of was clear that Conte wouldn't be coming back. Uh, you, you do sign um, sorry, from Napoli. He comes in, he typically plays a 4-3-3 with three central midfielders, one typically deeper than the other two, but the other two aren't really quote-unquote attacking, um, so we were kind of texting earlier today. So let's start there with the defense, because I was really high on Moses in the preseason. And you're saying you don't, you're not even that confident that he starts.
1: Yeah, I don't. I'm not positive that he has has a spot. You know, the the transfer window is still open. Um, you know, they, there's there's rumors that you know sorry wants uh, Rugani, right? R- Rugani, whatever his name. Yeah, is. Yeah, Rugani. Yeah, from UV. Rugani from Napoli. So I mean, getting him for the price that they're talking about. He's gotta be a he's gotta be a starter. And he's more of a central defender. So I think that Cahill and, and all the David Louise love has gone out the window. Cahill is basically already making preparations for trying to find somewhere else to go. I don't know if it's now or, or in the winter window. Um, but you know, it's not bad it's not a bad thing to have depth. You know, Chelsea are in the Europa and they do have a, a later in the week schedule than most teams, so having a lot of talent like Christensen's, like the Cahills, like the the Louises. You know, they they brought in Emerson, they brought in Zappa Costa. They are completely just way deep on 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 defense right now. And if they do bring in Rajani, it's gonna put a it's gonna put a big old monkey wrench on, on a lot of what what's going on for the Chelsea defense. One thing I can tell you is that Alonso is secure and Azpilicueta is secure, depending on where they want to line up, if they want to put you know I don't think I don't think Alonso is going to get as far forward as people want him to to this year and for his price tag at 6.5 I'm a little I'm a little skeptical. I'm not I'm not, you know, people are expecting Alonso to be the offensive threat. I'm I'm not completely buying it completely. That's a lot of completely's in there, but you know, if Chelsea come out with a starting defense of Alonso, Queta, rudiger slash Rudiger/Christensen and uh, Rujani then I mean, what does it do for everybody else? It, it's yeah. it, and and then you move farther up the pitch. You have you have you know the midfield is not even better is even better. Uh, you know they're probably going to play Morata, William, and Hazard. Maybe if if the transfer window ends right now, that'd be the that'd be the top three up up top. And then you have Jorginho, Conte, and you know question mark in through the midfield. You know Pedro, Barkley. Yoko who, who, I mean, did they go complete defensive? Did they go, did they go, they, they still have, and they can even include Loftus-Cheek into this, into this. So having a lot of options like this is bad for preseason until you see it. Uh, you know, the team really hasn't played, you know, the International Cup is, is starting on this, this, just now, this week, and, you know, really gets under, gets underway on Saturday of this week. So, I mean, you know, Chelsea is involved in that. So we are going to see some, some, some lineups that are, Incomplete, but we'll see what kind of system he has, and say, okay, he's starting Hudson Hudson Odo here. Well, this is probably where Williams going to play, you know, or mm-hmm. you know, you know, Apidu is playing here. All right, we'll see. This is probably where maybe Loftus Cheek may jump in, you know, and then you still have Fabregas in the in the mix. But I don't want to talk about Seth Fabregas because I think that he should be just be gone completely. Um, and then up up top, it's there's no guarantee that Alvaro Morata is going to start for them, you know, given that, I mean, he was going to start off the beginning of the year because Giroud is coming back from the world cup, but you know, are Chelsea better with Olivier Giroud yes. in the, in that pivot. Absolutely. He 100% <laughs> or, you know, it's, it, but people, people who are, who are trying to make their FPL lineups right now are in agreement with, with both you and I, that Giroud is better at eight dot owned in 7.8 than Morata at nine dot owned at 2.8. For sure. So, I mean, it, there's a lot of question marks and I, I'm, you know, I'm eerily skeptical because the transfer window is still open. It's open for another, you know, 17 days, and there's going to be some movement here because there's there's some players that, that Chelsea brought in previous under the old, you know, the old skipper that were brought in thinking that they may have a, a spot. Drinkwater, Barkley, that probably aren't going to even gonna be included in the team. Whether they ship them out, whether they condense the talent and bring in a, a starting eleven that is somewhat. FPL feasible, you know, mm-hmm. and the whole, the whole key, keystone to the whole thing is, is Hazard staying or is he going?
0: Yeah. Um, and it currently looks like he's staying, although random reports in Spain keep saying that it's about to happen while everybody in Belgium is like, no. Nope. <laughs> yeah. And we'll see what happens with Hazard. Currently all the Spanish people saying they're leaving all the Belgian people saying they're not the English media, not really playing a part in this one, which is weird. Cause they always tend to stick their noses in everything. Um, <laughs> But they,
1: uh, they do it on purpose. Their noses are so big.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what media, happens. Not anybody else. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll, we'll see what happens here with uh, Chelsea. On the other wing, um, you mentioned Willian there. Uh, it had seemed like Barcelona were very interested considering they lodged multiple bids. But with them uh, gazumping Roma for, for Malcolm today, it seems like they won't really need to sign Willian. Are, are you pretty confident that he'll stay? And if so, how valuable do you think he is in fantasy?
1: Uh, I like Willian if he stays at Chelsea. Um, you know, like I said, it all depends on what pieces are still around him. What's behind Willian is the most important thing. You know, we're pretty sure that Jorginho is going to be one. Conte will probably be the other. Now, how much playmaking ability is that third person going to be? Is it, whether it be Loftus Cheek, whether it be Fabregas, Barkley, Drinkwater, any any of those, any of the, the combination of the, of the remaining players? How much? Complement of play are the back are that middle three going to give them? Especially since you know Conte is a defensive guy, Jorginho slightly defensive, maybe a little bit more offensive than than Conte, but basically in a nutshell, more of a defensive midfielder. So that third that third midfielder, that playmaking piece that Chelsea's going to put in the midfield, that is what's going to you know be intrinsic to the FPL, you know, value of a William, You know, mm-hmm. right now at seven, at 7. Dot, what is he, seven dot 7.5. I mean, there that's that's kind of a mid-budget midfielder right now. I mean, comparatively by what other, you know, midfielders are priced at 7.5? Aaron Ramsey. Would you take Willian over Aaron Ramsey? Mm,
0: yes. Okay. Willian over Sigurdsson. Ooh. That's close, because I do think Everton bounced back, but I'll still take yeah. Willian just off proven.
1: Okay, Willian over Keita.
0: Oh, very much, yes.
1: Willian over a got never going to play Shakiri. <laughs> yeah. Willian over a never going to play Bernardo Silva.
0: Ooh, interesting, because I think the, we could get a he's weird... He's not going to play. You don't, I don't think? Know. I just think with the whole World Cup thing, he's going to get those first couple of starts, and I think if he plays well, mm-hmm. I'm not sure he instantly gets dropped. Willian over Martial. Uh, not week one. Yeah,
1: I don't. I don't understand the love for Anthony Martial. I mean, have pe- people been watching something I haven't? Because I don't automatically assume that he's going to be, you know, beloved by by Mourinho and just automatically thrown into the spotlight. Well, yeah, he's going to play. Just see the he's going to play the. But... Well, he's going to play the beginning of the year because I don't think Rashford is going to be ready
0: mm-hmm.
1: for you know the prime time right off the bat. But at seven five, that's a big commitment. If you're if you're saying that William is a, is okay commitment at seven five then how is an uh, okay commitment at 7.5? you know i you know and, and then he jumped down to the 7.0s that's it for the 7.5 midfielders in in the EPL right there and then i don't i don't McTarian over over William
0: 7.0 yeah i agree with you there aren't that many um 7.5 midfielders anyway and you would probably prefer William to almost all of them if not all of them um McTarrion, i'm i'm not as high on i i've seen him in a lot of teams and 7.0 is cheap but I yeah. think people are a little more attracted to his counting stats from last year than his actual creativity stats. Yeah, um, but, you, but
1: we can get into the discussion of seven dot midfielders as well.
0: You know, which is probably a, a good idea for our next
1: our next show. Yeah, take we one guy from each price bracket, which is we we shouldn't really make guarantees or promises because. Uh, if anybody is a you know foP friend of the program we, we we severely disappoint we do not buy Valentine's Day gifts we do not we write forget you back. your birthdays we do not send Christmas cards we do not produce
0: podcasts when we say we do it's no. really it's really a test of of how trusting you guys are really more than of how trustworthy we are no, Um really. If this was like a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship with our listeners,
1: we are a text-only relationship. None of this phone call stuff. We're only texting.
0: That's it. And when we
1: text, you'll probably get it.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh, we are not super reliable with the things that we say regarding when shows are coming out and such. Like all the people that I said last week could tune in on Thursday for our next fantasy show and then it's yeah, but now is Wednesday. So they're getting it a day early. So you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> I like, I like where your head's at. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, let's kind of stick with uh, London here, as we were just talking about Chelsea, and move over to West Ham, who have made a lot of signings this, this window thus far. Um, let's not talk about Jack Wilshere, because he doesn't matter at all. Um, <laughs> but uh, what I do find interesting is the forward three, the trident, if you will, kind of like what we were just talking about with Chelsea, um, because bringing in both Yarmolenko from Dortmund and Philippe Anderson, who was once as highly prized as Depay was when Depay was leaving the Netherlands the first time to United, um, both of them go to West Ham. Curious to get your take on which one you value more. Uh, My main takeaway from this is that it confirms that Arnautovic will be their striker this year, as was also kind of confirmed by his FBL listing, uh, where he is, of course, listed as a forward this year.
1: Yeah, the... the I agree 100% that the fantasy takeaway here is that Arnautovic is the out-and-out the out guy. Um, what it does is he, they're surrounding him with more playmakers. Now, the, the question still remains, does West Ham have enough defense to outscore everybody? You know, they they brought in uh, Diop uh, from, in the summer transfer. Um, yeah, I mean, Michael Antonio could still play defense, I guess. We can push him back there at 7.0 um but but as far as Malenko and Felipe Anderson um I know Anderson was highly touted a few years ago um what he's what he's going to bring and how his style of play is going to translate to the Premier League is the biggest question for me um we saw what Depay was in the Premier League and you know they were sort of similarish players you know talent wise and playmaking ability wise and we saw how fast Memphis Depay flamed out um Having, you know, Yarmolenko there as a as a you nice know, cuddle blanket, you know, it would have been nice to have Yarmolenko in the Premier League <laughs> maybe three years ago, um, but you know he's here now. But this all benefits Arnautovic. Um, to me, I'm, I'll make I'll make a bold statement: Arnautovic is the most owned striker going into week one in the in the FPL game. Just because just of uh, finances, finances, and basically, I think people are going to buy into him being seven being basically the only rosterable striker there, um, not playing in the World Cup is another. Also, um, and having these playmakers around him, Yarmolenko, Felipe Anderson, you know, you know, Mark Noble.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting you bring up Arnautovic because and Jack Jack Wilshere. I mean, <laughs> uh-huh. how
1: can we not talk about Jack Wilshere? Easily. You
0: know? <laughs> I mean, I mean, we should, <laughs> but we should. Um, bringing up Arnautovic at 7.0 is interesting because of the two of them I've brought in Wilfried Zaha because of the earlier fixtures because West Ham do not have a fun start to the season I don't have them pulled up right now but I might be while I'm stalling like this Um, (laughs) they have uh, Liverpool, Liverpool Arsenal Arsenal. yeah their first 10 is pretty rough they have Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, United and Tottenham all in the first 10 um and Brighton away, who have a good defense. Spurs at home. Yeah, that that is that's that's not fun. Um, so I personally but, gone Zaha, but I do agree that Arnautovic will be a very good asset this year.
1: But but um, looking at West Ham, they're going to have to outscore people. They're not going to defensively true. clean sheet anybody. Um, I mean, do you trust their their new signing Fredericks to, to Ryan Fredericks? No, to but I, he, he might
0: end up being interesting in attack if Michael Antonio oh, sure. doesn't take his sure. spot. But is, is he
1: more? <laughs> is he better than what we've seen from Aaron Cresswell over the years? He's Probably well, he's not. on the other.
0: Side, yeah. uh, but yeah. he's faster than Zabaleta. Yeah, well,
1: I'm faster than Zabaleta, <laughs> running
0: backwards on yep. the hill. Yep, both ways. But but the, um, the one
1: interesting player here is, and what I've seen from the, uh, uh, you know the pre you know the preseason games, you know it, it Masuaku is playing out of position. He's playing yeah. defense, and he's listed as a midfielder, which sucks. Yep, because it's the it's op- the dire those, all over again. Those they're, they're, we call it whoop, the wrong, the wrong out, out of, of position. position. <laughs> we call it whoop. Yep, and I just pay, I just patent that and it's TM. So if anybody else says that, you got it from FMNOP.
0: We 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 gotta sell whoop shirts now. <laughs>
1: whoop there, whoop there it isn't. Nope. <laughs> whoop, whoop there, there it, isn't. it isn't. is. It?
0: <laughs> that's pretty good. And if you steal that, we will get litigious I'll all up in your face. I
1: will find you and I'll get litigious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go. Um. So yeah, that's that's kind of our, our thoughts on West Ham. I do prefer Anderson over Yarmolenko, but obviously Arnautovic is really the one you want to get. Um, We're just going to wrap up this uh, uh, episode talking a little bit about the promoted players. Um, We mentioned some of the Wolves guys earlier. Um, Another guy worth mentioning is uh, Barry Douglas, who had the second most assists in the championship last season. The Um, guy from My Three Sons? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm writing about him right (laughs) now um, for my goal article. And in it, I mentioned that if you halved Barry Douglas's attacking stats from last year, he would have had the season that Queta had as the total points winning player of all defenders like that's the kind of attacking stats he had i think he ended up having five goals and 13 assists in the championship and like we were talking about you you obviously have to take some of that down the clean sheets that they had last year which they led the championship in with 24 those aren't going to be there as much this season obviously against much better opposition (laughs) but he he's a guy that I, i definitely think is interesting and we mentioned uh uh, the start how, the- how many of those came from set pieces? Is he a set piece guy or is he more of a flow of game,
1: pace of play guy? Uh,
0: my my uh, knowledge base is limited. Um, but if you have 13, you got to be doing both. You know what yeah. I
1: mean? I, I, I like I don't
0: like him as much as Willy Boley. Willy Bully. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, the other two people I think are interesting are, uh, is it Bobby Reed? That just signed for um, Cardiff? Yeah. Um, He had 19 goals last season uh, in the championship. Didn't play for them, obviously. Um, I think he was at Bristol before he joined them. But that is a lot of goals. And I think I saw he's at 5.5 as a forward. Um, and i 'm not sure you want to start the season with him, and also Cardiff are going to score like seven goals like uh, we we just had a, a yeah they're a, episode with um, Russ goldman who 's a Fulham fan, and we were talking about you know the other players that the, the other teams that are coming up and who to keep an eye on and mm-hmm. he He did also bring up Bobby Reed, but mentioned you know this Cardiff team is very similar to the Middlesbrough team um from a few years back where the defense was good if you had the mm-hmm. goal score, you had a good day, but you couldn 't guarantee who that was and <laughs> this is the kicker he said. Yeah, it's pretty much like that Middlesbrough team, except Cardiff is less talented, <laughs> which is uh, not promising. But Bobby Reid scored his goals, so if if uh, he does yeah, it again, don't be too shocked.
1: He's, uh, this year's, what's his face, the tall dude who just scored goals with his head for...
0: Uh, oh, man! Oh, I know for exactly who you're talking about. For Huddersfield. Oh, and he had like the... the French, he had a French hair. name. Yeah. Oh, this is going to kill us. How soon we forget. Yeah, okay, now, we we just need to figure... And he was, like, so good at... Head, like, there was something about how, like, he was better... His heading accuracy was better than other players' shooting accuracy wow. on the whole. Wow, how are we bonking in this name? I don't know, man. That Middlesbrough... <laughs> Not Christian Suani, that's the... He, he was creating everything. Yeah. God, what was that guy's name? This is killing us. Yeah. Middlesbrough Strikers... <laughs> What, what not, year was that? Sixteen, seventeen?
1: Was he on he's not on Millenboro. he's not a, he's not a He was on Huntersfield last year.
0: Oh, 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 I thought you were talking about the Middlesbrough guy. Um you're you're talking about um somebody else in camera. <laughs> how about
1: how about Rudy Justed? There's one he's Rudy Gisted similar...
0: is who I was talking about. Yeah, that's who you were
1: thinking of. But uh-huh, I was thinking uh-huh. of uh what's his face? Um We wow, loved him
0: last a... year at times. Yeah, what the frick is his name? Uh, Hang Steve
1: Mounier. Yeah, there you go. Yay! Whew.
0: That was a that was a deep cut there from us. Wow. wow. <laughs> but anyway, again, this, this, yeah. This, this this broadcast is brought to you by Don't Do Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> you're right. Um, but yeah, no. Reed will probably score his goals. It just might be only 10 because nobody else is there. Kind of like Ings was at Burnley, perhaps. Um, and then the only other player worth mentioning here, well, not the only one, but the other one I want to mention here is Mitrovic, if he does move to Fulham. I think he had like 12 goals, and he moved there in January, yeah, um, which is awesome. Cool. And he really offered them a focal point that they desperately needed. Um, so that's that's another person to just kind of keep an eye on. But but all of these guys, um, I think Douglas is the must-own one, Reed is the gambly one, and Mitro is the like,
1: What's your take on Sessegnon?
0: My take on Sessegnon is I don't want it. I don't want it. Why? Because he turned away Spurs and you're pissed. (laughs) Uh, No, because, well, that was really related to if they came up or not. Um, So it's his own fault that he didn't come to us. But um, this is going to be a hot take. I think he's a little too small still. Yeah. Like, this This is not super related to production. This is this is just, like, that garbage eyeball scouting where, like, mm. the people in Moneyball didn't want to draft a player because his girlfriend was ugly. They're like, oh, yeah. that means he has low confidence. <laughs> like, I realize that this is, like, a divining rod scouting method. I just think he's really small, and it's going to get muscled off the ball pretty easily by right backs.
1: I mean, he's not, he's not much, well, I mean, we saw, you
0: know, Tom Ince, uh, would Tom his name? Ince is, like, six foot tall, and he just had to go to Stoke. Mm. I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm not high on Sassignon, and I think he's being way overhyped right now. Yeah, I mean... because of the awards. Like he earned that, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking elsewhere.
2: Uh, How are you? I'm not owning him at six
0: dollars yeah. five. Yeah. He,
1: he's overpriced because of the hype. Yeah, you know. agreed. I'd rather own Maddie Target.
0: Ooh, ooh. Uh, who uh, who all do you think that's been promoted is, is worth keeping an eye on? You know, I.
1: Like the everybody's That's all over the Wolves guys. Um, you know, That's the because they were basically
0: City last season in the championship. They had the yeah. best attack and the best defense. Yeah, literally, yeah. Most like, literally, goals, most the, clean sheets. Like just straight the, up. They were the Aaron Moy of teams instead <laughs> of um
1: but like it's I'm not buying too many unless you need to fill a rod. I'm not trusting any of them defensively. And none of them have great starting, you know,
0: of the seasons. Yeah, like you mentioned with Rui Patrício on that first show.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I would go with Patricio because I think that he's going to get some save points. And what he just did, he saved two two penalties in in a preseason game. So I mean, from that standpoint, he's going to give you some value. And at 4.5 – dot five, is it four I believe. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, it's 4.5. So I mean, there's your nine. There's your nine dollar keepers. Four five and four five. Whoever you want to, you know, whether it be Ryan and him, Fab or him, yeah, Fab, Fab Fabianski. Yeah, it's just you know, but uh. You know that, that that's probably the only place I look because you're looking for cheap points from these players because Wolves they scored goals last year. Are they going to do it this year? Probably not as as much. We said it's probably going to be like a 15 to 20 percent downtick. You know, Cardiff is um, awful, awful. <laughs> awful, awful is a good word. You know, they they may be worse than than Swansea. They, I think they are worse than Swansea. Yeah. I, I mean, in in like real life comparison and fantasy, they're they're awful. I'm looking at Cardiff, and like I'm looking, and it looks like a like a coffin. Like I don't want, I don't expect to write much about Cardiff this year at all.
0: Yeah, I, um, I think I think the reason why Reed is interesting is if he scores ten goals at five five, it would yeah. allow you to go two superstar strikers and then just a dumpo striker.
1: Dump. Yeah. Um. You know. It, it, Cardiff's one It's funny. Cardiff opens again, you know, at Bournemouth. Yeah. Um, it'd be it, that game's going to be fun because I think if Bournemouth like score five, I think Cardiff is just going to get buried all year, and that's mm. going to be the team people play against all year, every game, to to just you know pile on the points. And I think <laughs> it's just going to be bad.
0: Yeah, kind of Norwich. How like yeah, that, that buried, year, like buried. Tottenham and, and Liverpool both beat them by like four plus.
1: Yeah. Not gonna be good. I mean, they hey they could surprise. That's why they play the games.
0: Yep. But
1: you know, like I said, I'm 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 not I'm not jumping on anybody. You know, everybody in the Twitter speak is always looking. They're all looking for that cheap cheap guy. Yeah. You know. Uh, you know. Every, every once in a while, I come across something new. You know, they they you know, Junior Hoylet, uh piece yeah. or or something stupid. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not committing not to anybody it. except for like a roster dump, like a, a salary dump, because that's all they basically are. Because they're they're you know one to two million cheaper than everybody else. So yeah, I mean, yeah you know, cur- I currently have uh, Anthony Pilkington in my team. Because...
0: <laughs> Is that the guy from Idiot Abroad? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea, but he's on he's on Cardiff, and he's the first he's the first guy I just crick- I clicked on. Fair enough um okay well uh <clears throat> right as we wrap up i figure we may as well just run you guys through what our current teams are just to get a sense of how we're thinking um so for me i've uh because there are so many question marks surrounding the high profile strikers like is kane even going to be back in time is kane going to be gar- garbage in august again um <laughs> stuff like that is aguero going to be starting week one or is it going to be jesus or is it going to be neither of them I just don't know. I, I don't like a lot of the high price guys. I would like Aubameyang if he wasn't starting against City. <clears throat> so uh, I'm just avoiding that right now. And um, the, the guy that won FPL last year uh, promoted a heavy midfield and heavy captain midfield strategy because mm-hmm. you get the extra point for every goal and you get the extra point if you keep a clean sheet. So mm-hmm. that was basically his advice was, why are you giving away two free points? Um, Anytime you're picking players So because I don't like the strikers I've actually gone very midfield heavy So here's my team as it stands Um, Ryan and Button at goalkeeper I I brought on Button button. Before he moved to Brighton So now I currently have two Brighton goalkeepers uh, Which I will have to address Then uh, across the back line um, Robertson, Tarkowski, Daniel, Cedric, and Juan Basaka, who obviously got some minutes last year, although I'm not really sure he's going to get them this year. Um, Then the midfield, hey, look, it's where all my money is. Um, Salah, De Bruyne, Erickson, Jota, and Will Hughes at 5.0. Obviously, it's starting to sound like De Bruyne isn't actually going to start week one, so I'm going to have to tool Mm -hmm. with that. Um, But I base this off of my um, preseason rankings, and the fact that I got in the three highest-ranking midfielders all on my team uh, made me real happy in my downstairs bits. Um, <laughs> uh, up front, uh, Wilf Zaha, uh, Roberto Firmino, and Chris Wood. Um, so a six point five and a seven zero up front, uh, flanking Firmino there. And, and Liverpool do have a nice start to the season. So that's that's currently what I'm looking at. As I said, I might have to shift off to Bruin just because it kind of sounds like he won't be there week one. Chris Wood has a little uh, yellow triangle, which isn't exactly how you want to start the season. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's that's kind of what I'm looking at right now. What's what's your squad looking like?
1: Um, well, I'm tinkering with it right now because I haven't looked at it in a little while. I also have De Bruyne in my team currently, so I'm going to have to change. Uh, I have Fabianski and Hennessy in the goal right now, but I could change it to anybody because it doesn't really matter. I have a money in the bank. Uh, on defense, I have Robertson, Wesley Hoyt, uh, Mendy. Van Einholt, and Janma in defense. Ooh,
0: Mendy at six is a good shout. He's actually pretty cheap com- considering yeah. what City did last year. I,
1: I like, I like him. Uh, I'm going with the no, the no. Did you have Salah? I wasn't paying attention. I do. All right, yeah. I'm, I have. I currently have a no Salah team. I have De Bruyne and William Willian, Milivojevic, and Robbie Brady. Robbie Brady in midfield. Robbie Brady Ooh, is my the Robbie five. The comeback. Yeah, the five. The five. The punt. Uh, up top is basically where I've invested my money. I have Ob- Obama Yang, Arnautovic, and Firmino. Um, yeah, I mean those are probably going to be the top three owned strikers to start the year maybe. Yeah. Because I think everybody's going to be scared off of Kane because of the August the August woes that he brings. Um, he's probably going to score 12 goals in August this year. Now watch.
0: It's, it's going <laughs> to make us all look stupid. You're going like, to be back for week one and score a hat trick. and yeah, going to be like, yeah. what? But to be fair, we've said that same thing the last two years. Yeah, like watch course. this be the year he breaks it. We're all gonna look stupid, and he still hasn't. So
1: yeah, you know, I mean,
0: th- th- my team is fluid right now. Every every time I look at it,
1: I change two or three guys. Um, you know, every book the everybody. There's the, the preseason darlings for everybody right now. It's Patrick Van Eyholt, who if if you are in the FPL universe, he has created a Premier league. league. <laughs> so go go on Twitter and find him, he'll, and you'll find the, the the numbers, and you can join it. Um, you know, Abomeyang is is the is the striker everybody loves except for Week One because he plays City. And Ornatovic is is getting a ton of a ton of play, you know, based on what he's you know what they're thinking and since he's an out and out striker's now. But looking at the the most selected players, Kev, okay, because I do want to touch on this because it's an important thing. David De Gea, thirty percent is that too high for you Own, yep. ownership wise?
0: Also, yep. I don't think United are as good defensively this year as they were last they, year they because their not. defensive stats they actually conceded a lot of shots. Yep. and then De Gea is the only reason he saved them, and he is still there, so he could do it again. But yep. um, you know, last year we were very high in United going into the year, and we both ended up being right, saying that they'd probably end up with the most clean sheets. I don't think that's them this year. I will also say I don't know who it is this year. Last year it felt pretty clear; it was probably going to be United, Tottenham, or Chelsea. Chelsea obviously struggled. Uh, Tottenham were good and then bad and rotating, so United just kind of won it. But this year it could really go a lot of different ways. I think it's gonna. It'll be Liverpool this year. You think? Mm-hmm. You think you think they'll prove enough they're away for him plus Allison? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And I think I think Kata
1: in the middle in the midfield will help too.
0: I think both of us were thinking they'd be improved, which is why we both have Robertson in day one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, let's get on the defense.
1: Uh Trippier is the most known defender right now.
0: She, Not, coming off no, that no, World Cup. Also, yeah. can I just can I just take a quick time out here? I don't mean to go on a rant, but I mean I kinda do do because it's good radio. Um so uh Trippier Played very well at the World Cup, as I'm sure many people know. Here's the thing. is He didn't play particularly that much better than he ever plays for Tottenham. And so all of a sudden everyone's like, Oh, Trippier's a world, world beater. Look at all those balls he can send in. Oh, he's so good at crossing. Duh. That's what he's always been. He plays in the, the same league court. as the teams that all of you like. Which means if you have a Premier League team, you saw him twice last year. Yeah. Like this is not new news and now as you said his ownership is crazy because everyone was like yeah he's on the best form of his life after the World Cup some of those were above his career average Mm -hmm. for performances but some of them weren't like that's just what he is the Mm -hmm. difference is for England he takes set pieces and for Tottenham it's Ericsson. other than that the performances were about the same exactly and then the the second most owned defender is you know squarehead
1: McGee
0: (laughs) also Um, probably because of the World Cup
1: Exactly. It's one hundred percent because of the World Cup. And then Charlie Daniels, Alonzo, TAA, Robertson
0: are rounded out the top six. How about how so, about just a general piece of advice to round this up? Don't go chasing waterfalls. No. Don't go chasing uh players that had surprisingly good World Cups. Yeah, don't. Like it's it's important for clubs to not do that in the transfer market it's and a, you also shouldn't do it in the fantasy transfer it's market. It's a different competition. Oh, you're right. Oh, what, uh, with the whole playing different uh, teams for a much shorter period of time for smaller yeah. sample sizes? Exactly, exactly, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I realize this is probably killing some of your hypes out there, but you've got to be real about dreams. it. dreams.
1: That's what the FPL roundtable is about, squashing dreams
0: <laughs> and making fun of
1: everybody secretly.
0: Right, That's that's the theme change. This is our heel yeah. turn as a podcast. Up until now, we've said we'd help you with fantasy info, and now we're just going to insult everyone every week. Yeah,
1: so... So so do you? So you're on the Salah bandwagon to start the season. Mm-hmm. 525 50, percent
0: people do not own Mo Salah. Right, which is fair. I just think Salah is this year's Lukaku, where there's yeah. not a right choice here. You either yeah, own, I, you either own him and he does well, but it doesn't matter because everybody has him, or mm-hmm. you don't own him and run the risk of him doing well and starting the year already like eight plus points behind after week one. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the tough. That's the toughest thing. Yeah, you know, and, and he's thirteen which is fair based on what he did last year like i will be the first to tell you he will score and you mentioned this on the last show significantly less than he did last year Mm -hmm. he very much outperformed what he did if he had done his um expected goals he still would have finished second in the golden boot race like Mm -hmm. and he fully deserved those goals i'm not trying to be one of those tottenham fans but he will not be a 13.0 player this year he Mm -hmm. was a 13.0 player plus last year I think oh, this year, 12, 12.5 would have been about right. But you you got to pay for what happened last year. That's just how FPL has always been. Oh, totally. Um, but I think a lot of people that have a 13.0 to start the year, which, again, I think you might have to. That's how I feel anyway. I'm not excited about it. I just feel like I have to. Um, you sound excited. I'm not <laughs> woo! <laughs> um, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, at points of the season, he's down in the 20% owned.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if it will go that low. But, yeah. There, there's going to be If he doesn't
0: he, score for four or five weeks in a row, he's going to drop. Because the whole reason anybody owned him wasn't ju- just because he was scoring multiples in games. It's that he only he, had like five blanks all year.
1: Yeah.
0: And he was also not 13. 13 exactly. Legs. Yeah. So you know, um,
1: so the forwards Firmino, Kane, 33.4%. Wow. Zaha,
0: 309 Yeah, I saw at one point Kane was the most owned forward. I was like, Jesus. have any of you people th- played this before? Yeah, what I is mean, happening? I, I could see for me, you know, I
1: made the, the bold statement that Arnautovic should be the most owned forward. He's got a ways He's, to go. Yeah, yeah, he does. He's fifth at 24.4. Uh, for me, he'll probably be the most owned at 9.5. That makes more sense to me, mm. um, especially with Liber- Liverpool playing West Ham first game.
0: Uh, Man, that toes 7.0, just as I'm looking at this. It's tantalizing, isn't it? Dude, listen, I'm not saying Everton are going to be great this year, but they're going to be better than they were last year
1: yeah it that s- what you will. yeah just by dumb luck they're not gonna fit they, they have to finish better than eighteenth yeah
0: in 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 uh, in chances goals, created. Chance created yeah it's just crazy um like I, I genuinely wouldn't be surprised and I know I saw um Andrew Laird from over at uh, RotoWire. wire <laughs> he posted a, a tweet that was like never thought this would happen and it said you already have three everton players in this team selection I was like yeah but like they're cheap Decent start to the season. Undervalued Mm -hmm. as a team. Mm -hmm. Like, again, much like I was just saying with Salah, all of the Everton players are worth a little bit more than what they're priced at. I'm not saying they'll end up being worth owning enough to do that, but they're going to be better than what they're priced at, I think. The the funny thing is,
1: if, if Everton come out and they play Wolves the first game, if they come out and get blanked by Wolves people are going to jump ship so fast on them it's not even funny and then they'll after be even game, cheaper <laughs> after one game and then their schedule is good for the first 5 weeks with Southampton, Bournemouth, Huddersfield, West Ham. So I mean, people are probably relying yeah. on that that stretch because that that week four, three, four, five is when people are like, all right, I made a friggin' mistake with my team. Wild card.
0: Get Ooh. get the right guys in that are in form and quick, in, and sorry, quick timeout before we head out. Yeah. And this will be the last thing cuz I keep saying it'll be the last thing and talk about more. I've seen some people designing their teams to wild card in week 4. Yeah. What do you think about that?
2: There's
1: nothing wrong with that. Listen, there there's a I think everybody gets a 2 week window of okay, this is my team. I get one like all right, week 1, after week 1 I'm going to bring in this guy. After week 2 I'm going to bring in this guy. After if that doesn't work and you're you're chasing the rabbit, week 3, week 4 is when you when you change up because I think you can only sit for so long with a team. If you've made the wrong decisions at striker, like everybody goes wrong with the wrong choices. They either pick one of the wrong forwards, one of the wrong midfielders, and they get they get snookered on, on the clean sheet grab in defense. So I think that people start chasing chasing clean sheets if they don't get them. Chasing everybody waterfalls, mis- right? Yeah, exactly. And they'll, they'll miss on one of the forwards, and that's always the way. And then everybody will become a lemming and start jumping on the same forward. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Well, uh, that'll do it for us, uh, Rob. Tell the folks that they can get at you. Uh, you can find me on that, that little birdie thing where everybody posts stupid stuff and stuff about Trump. <laughs> uh, FPL underscore mnop. Uh, you can find my writings, musings, and stylings on rasball com. Haven't started soccer yet or football because I'm just being lazy. Uh, but it's going to start <laughs> next week. So, boom, you're going to have a you're going to have a rigid ten day blowout of Rasbolian knowledge dropped on
0: your... Josh on your brow. Nice. I am um, your other host, Kevin DeVries. You can find me on Twitter at Kevrov, You can find my writings over at Goal. Uh, also be sure to listen uh, over on the EPL Roundtable on this very channel because uh, we're going to do segments with each of the promoted clubs so we can talk about those players a bit more. Um, should be uh, Wolves up next, funnily enough. Um, and then always, always uh, you know, we have... Uh, Guests that represent different clubs on there, and you can always get a little, a little bit of that uh, actual real life football knowledge can seep into fantasy every now and again. So check that out. We also have a champion, championship show, which isn't really related to FBL in any meaningful way, but you should check it out as well because uh, they got great stuff going out over there. And our good friends uh, Dan and Gitto who got relegated last year, are now going to be there. Uh, but Rob, super great getting back in the saddle again with you. Or uh, separate saddles, two different horses. Separate sa-
1: yeah, two different horses. No, <laughs> okay.
0: how about one horse, two saddles? Okay, yeah, that sounds good. Uh, long ways, hamburger or hot dog? One, one horse, two cups. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Um, uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, best of luck to your fantasy teams in a few weeks. Um, and uh, we'll catch you later.
2: Peace.